Welcome to Living Word Ministries with director and Bible teacher, Debbie Blank. Each week, Debbie examines current events through the lens of end times Bible prophecies. Please visit our website for information and past programs at livingwordministry.org. Now let's open our Bibles to focus on truths from God's Word with Debbie Blank. In this country, we have the privilege of voting for those who represent us in our government who make the decisions that are supposed to make our country a better place to live. And if they don't, we have the opportunity to replace them by going to the polls and voting for someone who will follow our directives or what it is that we want. But who's looking out for our best interests when unelected individuals start making decisions for us? When people from other countries decide how you and I are going to live? What is our recourse when our future is out of our hands. We're living in days when the United Nations and the World Economic Forum are gaining control and making decisions that are leading us towards a globalistic government, but not just a globalistic one, a socialistic, communistic global government. And many of our elected officials are supporting that agenda. I'm Debbie Blank. The world is rapidly changing. Are we ready for it? And I'm co-host Jackie Sailors. They say the world is on the very brink of multiple disasters. That's why you'll need to eat bugs instead of real food, give up your car and your gas stove, own nothing and be happy, and have your every trip or purchase tracked and controlled. Mandates for digital IDs and vaccination passports are being prepared for you while they look ahead to the next pandemic or perhaps a global cyber attack. But they assure us that their increasing control over everything is critical for the survival of the planet. And the completion date for these and many other frightening developments is 2030, only seven years away. The people I've been referring to as they are the self-appointed, unelected global elite of the World Economic Forum, who you probably don't even know. But they know better, eat better, and travel better than the rest of us. They worry about your carbon footprint but not their own. And they use the threat of global crises to cement their rulership over the rest of us. Can this be the coming one world government the Bible warns us about? And is there anything we can do about it? Jackie, you mentioned the Bible talking about a one world government in the end days, and we will have it. It must happen with a one world leader. However, you and I have the opportunity to sway the direction of that global government. We don't have to listen to progressives who are taking us down the road that you just talked about. We can instead work with our elected officials, do what we can do in order to make sure that this one world government cares more about us than they do about themselves. There were 2,500 leaders who attended the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland at the end of January. Now, these are government officials, business, and civil society leaders who convened in this invitation-only event. They wanted to address the state of the world and discuss priorities for the year ahead, according to their website. And by the way, you can go to the World Economic Forum website and read a lot of what we're talking about. The problem is that when you read their website, they're couching the words in kind of like a a word salad. So they say these wonderful things that sound like we would want to participate. But when you read underneath, when you dig into what their real goals are, they're what you mentioned in the opening remarks. 
And that's what we have to be concerned about. They're working closely with the United Nations to establish that sustainable development program that the United Nations has that, again, has a goal of 2030. So we have, as you said, seven more years, maybe, to make changes in the United Nations, World Economic Forum, and our own government who are actually supporting a lot of these decisions that take away our freedoms and our rights and what we're used to here in the United States. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking, this is being a little overdramatic, but let's stop and look at where we've come in the last decade. Look at where we're going in the direction that we're hearing our leaders and our business leaders talking about. It's quite concerning. These changes are being made right before us. But if you couch it in the right words, we're just assuming it's all good for us when it isn't. When you say couch it in the right words, what I noticed when I was doing some of the reading is the kinds of words like equity and communal and global and all these things that are maybe euphemisms for global governance types of things. It sounds good, but it really does sound like communist propaganda. So if you're familiar with any of that, some of those will pop out at you and you'll wonder, hmm, is this communism? And it really is. I looked up socialism on the internet this week to see what they said about it. I was amazed at how the definitions have changed on the internet to make it sound really palatable, something that we would want. As you mentioned, equitable was a word that's used a lot, but it says socialism is, and it mentions very positive things. Then when you go to a line that says what's negative about socialism, it says, well, some people say. So right there you have socialism is acceptable, but then there's the counter people who are wrong. They're giving us a wrong impression of socialism. It's interesting that during the COVID-19 pandemic and the lockdowns that we had and all the changes that we saw, support for socialism among 16 to 23-year-olds jumped 49%. Now, it didn't go to 49%. It jumped up 49%. And it also increased significantly among all ages. So we are now starting to accept socialism during the pandemic. Part of it is that we look to the government to handle the problems, to take care of the situation that was going on and make sure that we were kept safe and healthy. And we liked it. We didn't have to do anything. We also received lots of government money. Now, some people received a couple thousand dollars from government money. Businesses received hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars for their PPP payroll. Then you had other companies that received money because they were underprivileged or whatever. I talked to somebody this week who has a handicapped son, and she's able to do some things with him now because of all this government money she received from the COVID. And who doesn't like to receive free money? but we've gotten dependent on the government for money now. There's a nonprofit organization here in Omaha that's finding the after effects of COVID now among the underprivileged because they got really used to getting all this money and now it's being cut off. And so they're having withdrawals from that and they're mad at the government for taking away their money. We shouldn't be surprised that Hillsdale College in their article that they wrote for Imprimis Magazine by author Michael Richtenwald he described the economic goal of the Great Reset, which is the goal of the World Economic Forum, as, quote, capitalism with Chinese characteristics. Well, what does that look like? He said, a two-tiered economy, 
with profitable monopolies and the state on top and socialism for the majority below. So what you're going to have is a very small select group of people who will be the winners. They will have the money. They will have the power. And then the whole rest of the world are going to be underneath subjected to what they tell us to do and what they choose to give us. And when you look at the history of countries who have tried socialism and tried communism, that's the pattern. It's always that way. And yet that history isn't being taught to people. What's being taught to people is here's how you depend on the government. And so you've just described that very well. Dependency on the government for essential things means you're giving your control of your entire life over to someone else. And when you talked about the money and the government money, and I'm thinking, and where is that money coming from? We are now, I believe, $31 trillion in debt. And a few years back, $20 trillion was considered over the top. There was no way to recover from that kind of debt. So $31 trillion, this is just madness. $31 trillion, as you mentioned, Jackie, that is 124% of our gross domestic product. In other words, we cannot make enough money in this country to pay the current debt, let alone to continue spending the money that we're spending. And who's responsible for that? It's our government. They're the ones who make the decisions. Because if they tighten the belt, it's going to hurt the citizens and the citizens won't vote for them. Now, I'm sorry, but that's just the bottom line. If they were like us, if they couldn't print money like they've been doing, if they had to live within their means, the whole country would be different. First of all, we'd get rid of a lot of the government employees, of which the United States government is the largest employer in the country. Many people are talking about a flat tax so that we wouldn't even need the IRS and those 84,000 new employees that they're looking at hiring. There's a lot of ways to pare down, but our government doesn't want to do it. We have to consider, too, when you talked about being taught socialism, that our students have been taught socialism for several decades now. Every form of government, all the way down to K-12 through schools, as well as our media and our government, are promoting this idea of government control of socialism. And that's what the World Economic Forum is doing. Now, as I thought about the WEF and where it came about, I went back and looked to see about some other organizations that we've heard about in the past, one of which was the Trilateral Commission. It was formed in 1973. And you have the Council on Foreign Relations that was formed in 1921. Both of those were formed with the help of David Rockefeller and his money. His goals were that the elite would make the decisions for the world because they knew what was right. He also strongly supported population control because he realized that our future problems were going to be as a result of our population, which is burgeoning all across the world. And according to him and others, we can't sustain that on this planet. So they started way back then trying to make decisions that we're seeing now coming to fruition with the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. It makes me think of the book that I believe was written in the 50s called The Naked Communist. And it talks about the plan that they had step by step to take over the United States of America. And one of the parts of the plan was to infiltrate the educational system. Because once you change the minds of those children, as they go all the way through school, they're brainwashed at a certain point, and there's not much you can do about it. And then if you also infiltrate the media and the entertainment industry 
and businesses and so forth, which they have been doing step by step, that's when we lose perspective on what's happening to us. You talk about the educational system. 35 years ago, the Omaha Public Schools decided to put in the Human Growth and Development Program into their schools. Well, there were a lot of parents that were very concerned about that, so they went to the school board meetings. Literally a 1,000 people went to one school board meeting, and they all presented their facts to the school board. The school board had to listen to them, and they did, and turned around and voted almost unanimously to support this human growth and development because kids need to know about their bodies and they need to know about sexual activities. They need to be made aware of it responsibly, they said. All I could think of at the time was, what about parents? Parents have been doing that for thousands of years. Why are we taking that responsibility away from the parents? But they did. Now look where we are. We have children in kindergarten and preschool who are being taught about LGBT. They're being taught by transgenders who are dressed up as women, even though they're men. They're being encouraged in grade school to change their sex. And in California, if they want to do it, they can do it without their parents' approval. And oh, by the way, many of the school districts around the country are not requiring that the parents be involved. And some of them even say that the parents cannot be notified if their children want to play out a different sex or a different activity or if they want to be identified by a different pronoun. I was surprised to read that over 20% of American Gen Z adults now identify as LGBTQ in 2021. That's twice as high as it was in 2017. Why? Because they're being educated at school. And we adults have always taught our kids to listen to your teachers, to follow your teachers and obey them. And they're the ones that are educating our children, as well as Hollywood, as well as our government, when they approve bills like the Respect for Marriage Act, which they just recently did, and other things that are very confusing to kids. We are allowing our children to be transformed into something that God never intended. I think back to 2015 with the Obergefell decision that legalized gay marriage. And at the time, I don't think anybody except those who were planning the escalation of what was going to happen next could have ever believed what you just said, that those things would happen. And yet that, is, that was the foot in the door. So something that seemed reasonable, well, if two people want to get married, okay, that's all right with us. Even though the majority of the country at that time didn't agree, they pretty much do now with that. But they never saw this other stuff coming. I read an article by Jacob Rosenberg, the son of Joel Rosenberg, a, quite a prolific author, in All Israel News on January 21st, 2023. It was a fabulous article about the population control goals of the World Economic Forum. He said one of the darkest aspects of the ideology of the WEF is its longtime focus on overpopulation. What they say, the WEF, is that overpopulation is a significant cause of climate change due to the amount of carbon emissions caused by each human being. As I read that, and then I read some of his information and statistics, I realized that the whole abortion movement isn't just about sex and taking care of a problem that some people think they have after sex. It's overpopulation. It's population control. Going back to David Rockefeller, going back to Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger, 
decades ago to try and depopulate the country and the world. And the LGBTQ plus movement is all part of that because homosexuals cannot procreate. Now they can adopt and (laughs) the way things are going, they're making these wombs where people can have children. But since overpopulation is a problem, I don't think that'll go very far. But what we're doing is we are depopulating our countries. We need 2.1 children per every couple in order to maintain the size of our country right now. And we're not doing that. They've gone way below that statistic in Europe. So we are following the WEF guidelines in that we are depopulating our world. Is that what God wanted? Absolutely not. He told Adam and Eve, fill the earth and subdue it. I understand that the more people we have, the more issues we have with our environment. But look at how smart we are now. We've got ways to overcome that without killing people or without encouraging people not to have families and children. When you mentioned the countries that are not being able to keep up their population, I had just heard recently how Japan is in terrible peril because they're past the point of no return. There's no way that they can keep up their population to help support those who are older. Same thing with China. China had that one-child policy for so long that they didn't have girl children, so they don't have enough wives for the male population. And it's just to the point where they can't keep up their culture or their economy the way we've been told that they were going to because of the fact that they don't have enough population as well. So it seems to be the reverse of the population bomb that we heard about when we were teenagers and in college and stuff, that the overpopulation was what was really going to get us. Actually, it's the contrary. So what are they going to do? How about AIs, artificial intelligence? They're building those. We thought it would be robots who could do items like uh, line work in building cars, but they're creating AIs to do everything else. Look at our medical facilities. A lot of what the doctors do now are microscopic things through machines. You found something very interesting as to what's going on technologically through this WEF and that mentality. Yeah, this was a topic of discussion and something that I still don't quite understand. But what I heard about this recently, it's called Chat GPT. It's an artificial intelligence program that somehow can take assignments that would be normally white collar worker assignments, like doing a legal brief or doing some sort of research that somebody may have gone to school for many, many years to be able to have the uh, intelligence and the wherewithal to do this kind of thing. They can tell this chat GPT to do this sort of research and work and write up a paper, and it can happen in minutes, something that human beings can't do. So already smarter than they thought it was going to be. And so that's a threat not just to line workers who might be threatened by robotics, but people who have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars perhaps on certain careers, those white-collar careers, those could go by the wayside with this. What is there that AIs can't do? They'll be able to be programmed to do just about anything. In collective cooperation, which is what the WEF wants, with governments and private industry, media, and nonprofits, their goal is to control and track our money, our energy consumption, our health care, even what we eat. And they can do that now through technology, whether it's AIs or just general. They want to monitor every person for compliance. Simply look at what happened with people with the COVID vaccine. 
if people didn't have the vaccine, they weren't allowed to get transplants. They weren't given some normal medical services if they didn't comply with what the government said they had to do. So we're already seeing these things taking place, but it's going to get worse because it's going to be out of our hands. It's going to be in a world power, not simply in a government power. We will have no control over who makes those decisions. Right now, we kind of do. At least we do through our voting. We do through being able to talk to our elected officials. Right now, from the medical perspective, they use the International Classification of Disease Codes, the ICD, They put codes in a database for everything that we see the doctor for. And those codes can be your annual flu shot. Those codes can say that you don't have a vaccine or you do. They list everything that you have and you do. And are you following your doctor's recommendations or the recommendations by this WEF government that's behind all of this? And do you realize, too, that WHO, the World Health Organization, is overall the decisions that are being made health-wise. They work with our CDC, our Center for Disease Control, but our Center for Disease Control is subjected to the WHO. So if the WHO decides that everybody in the world has to have a vaccine, we have to have it. Or what will happen? What will happen is we might not be able to buy or sell, as the Bible says in Revelation 13, we might not be able to get other health care. We might not be able to have certain kinds of food. We might not be able to drive our cars because with technology, they're already talking about putting in chips that will tell them how far we drive, where we're driving, and they can regulate how far our car will go. There's so much technology that the World Economic Forum is putting into play through these government agencies, through these civic leaders and these business leaders that they say are designed to help us. But what we're seeing is they're designed to control us and take away our freedoms. Debbie, when we opened the show, I talked about the fact that we might need to be eating bugs. And I wasn't exaggerating that. They are actually powdering bugs and putting it into food, I believe, in the EU or in the UK. So that's happening, I guess, to kind of get us adjusted to the fact that we need to be eating something other than meat and other than real food. What is the philosophy coming from the WEF about food? Well, it's all control, as we know everything else is with them. But consider they're trying to get us not to eat beef because cows have flatulence. They have gas. And that gas is destructive to our environment. You think about it. We've had cows ever since the beginning of time. But now we must have too many cows. And therefore, they want to eliminate us being able to eat meat. They're changing their scenarios so that they can manipulate us to have us do what they want. If we're eating their bugs or their food, then they can control the meat industry. And once they talk about meat, they're going to talk about chicken and lamb and everything else. So they can determine what we eat. Consider that we've already seen in 2022, somewhere near 20 food plants that were uniquely destroyed by fires or explosions. Now, there are always going to be accidents, but that's way too many. Look at the shortage of formula for children, how that came up as a problem virtually overnight. Well, they recognize that there's all these problems out there and they can fix them. They can take care of 
the food shortage. The World Economic Forum issued a joint report with Bain & Company, which is a management consulting organization. The report was entitled Food, Nature, and Health Transitions, catch that word, transitions, which found that food systems are no longer fit for purpose. They need transforming. I think we've done pretty well in this world with the food that we have. But if they're controlling the food, they're going to take away the free enterprise system of all these corporations that are making food. Are they going to decide that cereal isn't good enough for you? And then Kellogg's and other cereal-making companies will go out of business. Food and agriculture collectively account for more than 30% of greenhouse gases, according to their statistics, and over 80% of deforestation and biodiversity loss around the world. How do they prove that? You consider the words that they use and the statements that they make, and then you look at their actions, where they eat all of this stuff. You look at their traveling in their own private jets, which use so much more fuel than Americans use in a week. You look at their hypocrisy of how they're saying, you can't do this, but we'll be able to do it. So we have to watch out for what's being said by the World Economic Forum and what they're going to do to transform this world. We're going to wake up one day if we don't make changes now, and we're going to see everything we eat, everything we do, everything we buy, everything we own being in a totally different environment than what we have experienced in this country. And when you think about the control that they have over those other issues and the control that they also would have over your money, and this leads me to some of the things that we read in Revelation, but when we have money that is printed, the government can continue to print it, and so the value of that paper money goes down and down and down. There are people who look for something else where their money wouldn't lose value, and so you go into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. One of the ideas behind it was here is something that you can't print more of and it will retain its value, and it won't be able to be tracked. It's outside of the government system. You can be independent and spend it the way you would spend cash, which seems to be going away. So that was a really important breakthrough. However, the Federal Reserve and the central banking system decided they didn't like that. So what they've decided to do is come up with their own cryptocurrency, where it would be the the CBDC, the central bank digital currency system, And that way, they just kind of reverse the idea of Bitcoin, where it becomes something that the government is totally in control of, and they can track absolutely everything you do. And you talked earlier about the $31 trillion national debt that we have. That's something that we in the United States cannot sustain. Therefore, we're going to be subject to the WEF and other international organizations who will help us through our debt process. Right now, China owns a lot of our debt. And if they call it on us, we are in real trouble. Well, we have talked about so much of what the World Economic Forum has done at their meeting at the end of January, as well as what their goals are. But there's so much more. So we're going to come back next week and continue this discussion. In the process, we're not telling you these things to make you fearful. Because God does not call us to have a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. So therefore, we must be diligent to know what's going on and then seek God in his direction as to what each one of us can do to make sure that our country and our personal lives are not affected by what we're seeing happening around the world. So be in prayer, seek the Lord, trust in him, 
be guided by him in everything that we do as we walk through these changing times that we're going through. Thank you for joining us today on Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank. This is a listener-supported show. If you'd like to support this program or contact Debbie Blank, you may do so at P.O. Box 540-003, Omaha, Nebraska, 68154, or visit our website at livingwordministry.org. Please tune in each week at this same time for Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank.